Welcome to Cancer Docs Talk, a podcast series where oncologists discuss the latest cancer news produced by Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. Our host is Dr. Gilberto Lopes, Associate Director of Global Oncology at Sylvester and a renowned medical oncologist specializing in lung cancer. Welcome to Cancer Docs Talk. I'm your host, Gilberto Lopes, and today we have the pleasure and honor of having Dr. Stephen Neimer with us. Dr. Neimer is the director for the Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, and we have recently been awarded our NCI designation, and this is going to be the main topic of our discussions today. Dr. Neimer, welcome to our podcast, and please do let us know what NCI designation is and why it matters. Thank you very much, Gilberto. So this has been... uh roughly a six-year journey for us uh, to try to obtain uh, the National Cancer Institute designation, meaning that we're one of the top cancer centers in the United States. The process of becoming an NCI-designated cancer center first involves an invitation from the NCI to submit an application. So in February of last year, 15 of us traveled up to Bethesda, Maryland, presented our cancer center to a group of administrators and scientists, and then they permitted us to submit an application. Uh, The application we submitted in September of last year, it was 1,300 pages, single-spaced, and it gets dissected, really, and reviewed by 15 people who uh, come down actually and visit us. Uh, We have a half a day to present the Cancer Center and the progress made since the application. And then we get a score from the National Cancer Institute, uh, and then we got approved for funding. What the NCI designation means is that first, we're one of 71 cancer centers in the United States to be deemed among the top cancer centers in the world by the National Cancer Institute. In fact, seven of these are basic science cancer centers, and the other 64 are clinical. So there's, for instance, MIT has a cancer center, uh, but no hospital. So they don't take care of patients there. And this is indeed amazing news because this makes us the second center in Florida to have NCI designation and the first in South Florida. What does that mean for our patients from now on? Yes. You know, uh, Florida is the third most populous state in the United States. And yet for the longest time, we've only had one NCI-designated cancer center. We've received money from the state of Florida, the legislature, so that we could build the programs that would allow us to get NCI designated, and now we became the second uh, and the only one in South Florida. There are so many things that reflect the quality of what we do. So I think one important uh, message is that the National Cancer Institute gives this to extremely few centers. There's over 1,300 cancer centers around the United States. So it's a huge distinction and a huge honor for us. But also, we become part of a network of cancer centers around the United States. It gives us access to more research dollars. Uh, We get almost immediately a million dollars more from the state of Florida for our research. And that speeds up the research, allows us to develop new treatments faster, investigate ideas faster, We're also allowed to uh, apply for more uh, research dollars from the National Cancer Institute and other federal agencies. And for the patients, in terms of the treatment for cancer, 
The National Cancer Institute has a program. It's called CTEP is how it's abbreviated. And they have a variety of both medications and novel treatment strategies that they only make available to the NCI-designated cancer centers. So we are going to be the only health system in South Florida that has access to all of these novel treatments. You know, last year, we treated 161 patients with what are called phase one uh, drugs or phase one clinical trials. And that was before we had access to this large uh, supply of novel treatments. And so we expect to be able to offer more treatment, more hope, more promise for the people who live in our uh, South Florida community. Patient care, education, and research, what was it that was unique at Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center that made the NCI invite our application and eventually award us the NCI designation? This program is designed to have cancer centers focused on the needs of their community. And I think the part of our application that really was the most outstanding, that attracted the most attention, was our programs that are in place to provide Uh, culturally sensitive uh, cancer prevention for the incredibly diverse community that we live in. So we not only have ethnic and racial diversity in our community in South Florida, but socioeconomic uh, diversity. We have uh, both rural and urban areas that we are responsible for the care of cancer patients. And we've specifically focused over the years on building programs We have uh, a large Caribbean women population with certain breast cancer gene mutations. And so these are the BRCA mutations are more commonly known in Ashkenazi Jewish women, but women from the Bahamas and other islands in the Caribbean, they have mutations. And the question is, are the same prevention strategies equally effective among Caribbean women as in other women, um, and we have a little Haiti community with a high burden of cervical cancer, and we're testing community-based strategies to reduce uh, advanced cervical cancer. I think that overall, uh, Hispanic construction workers uh, and smoking cessation programs, we've tried to tailor our research to the needs of this community Uh, as tightly as possible. That's really our mission at Sylvester, is to have research that matters to this community. It is indeed amazing. And you mentioned our phase one group, and our phase one group is one of the few in the country that actually um, enrolls a significant proportion of our patients that actually represent minorities, which is uh, unusual around the United States. So that's also one of the unique things that we have in our catchment area in the populations that we serve, not just in South Florida, but also uh, in the state and even abroad. Uh, what are our goals for the future? What is it that um, we are going to work on now that we got this amazing um, distinction? Right. So um, we feel a tremendous sense of accomplishment, but also a great sense of responsibility that what this designation allows us is to uh, bring in more researchers, bring in more dollars, bring in more patients. The graduate students and the people, the next generation of cancer researchers are now going to depend on us. So I think we really uh, have to step up our game even further than what we've done to get this designation. 
Among the specific priorities is to develop an experimental therapeutics program. Uh, we have one of the best cancer epigenetics programs in the world, and we're going to continue to invest and expand on that and continue our community outreach and uh, develop uh, cancer survivorship programs, an immunotherapy program, and uh, targeted therapy treatments. So I think we've got a small list of very important priorities for us. And I would say that um, from the first day I came here, we've been focused on three things. One is quality, one is teamwork, and the other is our community. And I think that remains the importance. It's only through building teams that work well together that we're going to make advances that matter in the lives of the people who live here. Dr. Neimer, in terms of our research projects and our research programs, what is it that stands out that you'd like to mention today? You know, we have focused on a few diseases. Uh, we have a pretty comprehensive research program and clinical trials for all diseases, all cancers. I would say we focus, for instance, on pancreas cancer. We have a focus on brain tumors, and we have a focus on hematologic cancers and sarcoma. Women's cancer is another area, but let me start uh, talk a little bit about our programs in pancreas cancer. We've recruited some amazing scientists who are trying to understand why pancreas cancer is so resistant to treatment. Uh, treatments such as immunotherapy that work uh, much better in other cancers don't seem to work. And so we're very focused on the environment where the cancer center lives. So that environment can protect the cancer cells from the sorts of treatments that are traditionally given to cancer patients. And we have a very deep effort understanding how to disrupt that protective layer on the pancreas cancer cell so that novel treatments can then take hold and kill the cells. The other thing, we have collaborated well with the University of Florida and Moffitt Cancer Center on pancreas cancer early detection. You know, one of the areas is that this, uh, one, of, one of the problems with pancreas cancer is it's often detected too late when it cannot be uh, operated on and surgically removed. And so we're trying to diagnose pancreas cancer earlier and find either blood markers or uh, radiology studies that can identify uh, suspicious pancreas cancer early. Um, in uh, hematologic malignancies, we've been very active participants in trials of what are called CAR T-cells, nothing to do with an automobile. CAR stands for chimeric antigen receptor T-cells and basically a way of directing the immune system specifically against a patient's cancer. Uh, this is now FDA approved for children with uh, acute leukemia, adults with lymphoid malignancies, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but the CAR T-cell approach is being applied now to multiple myeloma, probably the next FDA approved indication, also in brain tumors, breast cancer, ovarian cancer. And we have a very active cellular therapies program, which is actually led by the head of our stem cell transplant program. And so immunotherapies and cellular therapies are a very important component of our research. Dr. Neimer, what can you tell us about our firefighter initiative? You know, um, we're very proud of our firefighters initiative because 
we have already changed the practice of firefighters. So firefighters get more cancer than the normal population, and they get it at an earlier age. And the question is, why is that, and what can we do that can reduce the risk of cancer? We've done studies to show that carcinogens are absorbed oftentimes from the skin of firefighters after they are fighting a fire. Uh, the heat and the humidity here in South Florida make the skin an important portal of entry for these carcinogens. And traditionally, firefighters who may work at different fire stations would bring their gear home and even clean their gear in the same washer and dryer that the rest of the family uses. So we've identified the gear as being a source of uh, potentially cancer-causing material. Firefighters now are instructed to shower within an hour. Uh, we've had uh, discussions with the companies that make the fire trucks. Right now, the firemen are in the same cab as their gear, so even after they leave the fire, they continue to be exposed. We now have uh, cabs where the gear is in a separate compartment from where the firefighters sit, and so they can pull the gear out and uh, really reduce the exposure considerably. We've also uh, distributed decontamination kits, uh, over 3,000 to firefighters all over the state. So we've been changing the state policy, we've been changing behavior. All new firefighters in the state of Florida now have to undergo an educational uh, activity where they learn about the cancer risk. We also remind people about things like mammography, pap smears, so that we can reduce the risk of cancer. And we are having a national impact as well in terms of the way firefighters are approached uh, to prevent cancer. It is indeed an amazing example of how uh, research can lead to practical changes uh, of both changing not just the practice but also outcomes. And without a doubt, the support from our community is what made this award possible as well. Are there any particular persons, individuals, or organizations that you'd like to thank as we have this media? Well, I think we've been supported by the state of Florida legislature, and we owe a debt of gratitude to them. We've also had a relationship with the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins Cancer Challenge, uh, which raises 5 to $6 million uh, for cancer research every year. Uh, the PAP Corps have been uh, supporters of ours for over 50 years. And uh, two years ago, they made a pledge of $50 million for cancer research. Uh, the Sylvester Foundation has been incredibly helpful. The Women's Cancer Association, Cancer Link, a number of organizations locally that raise money for our cancer research. And we also have benefited from the University of Miami and the University Health Systems Board of Trustees who have supported our mission. Absolutely. And of course, we do have to thank the leadership of Dr. Stephen Neimer throughout this process that took many, many years. And it is indeed no small accomplishment for our cancer center, for our community. And it's actually just the beginning of the new road that we're going to take in the future. For everybody listening, my thank you as well. And I hope to have you back with us uh, in our next podcast. Thank you. This is Cancer Docs Talk from Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center. 
You have been listening to Cancer Docs Talk with Dr. Gilberto Lopes, Associate Director of Global Oncology at Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. We hope you'll join us next time for an update on the latest cancer news.